Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Standoff Show. This comes with a public health warning. Um, you might have to get up and move around. Um, otherwise, you might get deep throat thrombosis like you do if you sat for a long time on an aeroplane because Brad says he's got lots of news. Evening, Brad. <laughs> Evening. You stole my, stole my intro. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of news um, today. So um, we'll do our best to, to try to cover everything without going on forever. But um, yeah, welcome to the standoff with Brad and Richie. We're episode 24 of season four. We are live every Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, all those places throughout the season. Um, evening, Richie. The Warriors got our heart racing on Friday night, but got the job done in Golden Point and set up the weekend nicely. How are you going and what did you think of the round? I'm very good. Thank you, Brad. The Yes, the Warriors indeed did give us a scare, but uh, the best part was we we came out of it with with the win, and we'll cover that. But yeah, I enjoyed the rest of the round. I hope your weekend was well. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Um, good. And yeah, we got we got the woman back as well, so we'll we'll cover that um, briefly tonight too. But while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at eight pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience. Um, you got something to say, Paul? You jumping in? I don't understand how you can how you can like the round. I mean, look, we had two picks to make. And yeah. we got one wrong. I mean, seriously, can we actually get. Yeah. How can you like that round? Any, any, another, any another time Melbourne loses, whenever Melbourne lose, everybody wins. We lost the <laughs> we lost the multi, but the the storm losing helped our warriors. So yeah, you know, I, I take that. Um, but yeah, as always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of round twenty one and round one of the NRLW. And update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we got for each other. We'll then preview round 22 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. So uh, just remember send questions and comments throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them. And we might as well jump into this massive news section today, Richie. Yeah, let's do it. I've just got a, I've got a stack of text here, which is intimidating me. But... um. First one, the uh, 2023 NRL and NRLW Grand Finals will be played at a course stadium. We kind of already assumed that, but it's now official. 
it's a one-year deal with the NRL, um, as the NRL is still looking at other options in 2024, potentially. So um, what's your thoughts, Richie? Yep, all good. Um, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's got, it's, it's Sydney's most, mostly been the home of grand finals, isn't it? So um, well, but why we've, had it, we've had a, yeah, we've had one now at Suncorp, which obviously they love it. It's a great spectacle, but uh, of course it's a great stadium as well. So uh, you just know it's going to be a full house and a, and a good day. And hopefully, hopefully we're there. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, should, next should they one, do Super Bowl and move every single year? There's not enough big stadiums for it, to be honest. Um, in America, they have that ability because they've got these giant stadiums. But here, you really got two. Um, three if you include Eden Park, which no one wants to go to. No. Um, no. Next, next one. Um, Josh Hodgson's reportedly told his EEL teammates that he is going to retire due to his neck injury. Um Disappointing for him, but I'm not that surprised. He kind of had um, a lot of issues with his neck before we signed the deal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, disappointing for him. But as we'll cover in the signing news, um, the Eels have already made a move to fill yeah. his spot. They have plans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, it's, it's, um, yeah, he started to break down the past couple of years, hasn't he? So, yeah. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if that ends up you know, being being what happens. But, you know, he's been a great hooker a few years ago, right up there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, next one, Alex Johnson's moved into the third all-time try scorers um, with 181. Billy Slater's second with 190. And Ken Irvine is at top still, obviously, with 212. Um, you reckon old AJ can get past Billy this year? Uh this year, might, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, looking at the numbers, this year might be a stretch, but when it comes to AJ, it's it's probably doable, given that when he scores tries, he tends to score them in, in twos or threes. You know, he likes he likes grabbing multiples, so it's possible. And, um, and the Rabbitohs are playing the Tigers this week. Yeah, yeah, he could grab a few. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll always keep on the uh, the AJ watch. Um, so hopefully we can see some movement there. Next one, um, Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Um, kind of relates to you. Ricky Stewart had taken a shot at officials after his side's loss to the Warriors, stating the match should never have gone to Golden Point and that the Raiders should have been given a penalty try for the Dellum Watanizaniak high shot on Sebastian Chris. Mm. Um, I watched Graham Ellersley in his um, always enjoyable um, roundup. And he had he our did, back for once. He did have our back. He, he did a million different angles to show the tackle and said it was completely fine. He had actually a really good one that was kind of from behind them. So you see when the hand came up, it didn't move the head. Yeah. So he's saying like there's effectively no contact. Um I can see Ricky like straight after the game um, being disappointed, but yeah, I think the more you look at it, I think the more it's fine. And I think Gordon Tallis on three hundred and sixty had a good argument saying like, if you penalise this accidental slap in the face, does that mean every time there's an accidental slap on the face and any tackle on the field, mm. would you penalise it? And they're like, well, well, no, you wouldn't. 
would you be happy giving that as a penalty in a grand final to decide a game? Definitely yeah, not. As Simon says, Ricky Stewart's right all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll agree to disagree, but I do I do enjoy watching Ricky's uh, post-matches. So, um, yeah, I, f- I feel for him, but at the same time, the Warriors won, so I don't. Um, mm. But, yeah, next one. Um, Anthony Albanese's pledged $5.5 million to develop rugby league in Papua New Guinea. He's a strong advocate of PNG being the 18th NRL side. Um, it's there. It sounds like they're really putting everything they can to make sure PNG becomes that 18th team. Um, mm. Five and a half million dollars to help develop um, rugby league over there is is great. Even if they don't become the 18th team, um, mm. just developing footy over there, um, I think, is great for the international game that we never get. But um, yeah, what's your take on on that? And do you? I think I, I wouldn't mind bringing Paul into this because I saw a comment, uh, a post from him a while back. My only concern with Papua New Guinea becoming the 18th team is that it becomes basically a place for the other clubs just to take their best talent. Like Moana Pacifica, they've lost a handful to the Highlanders and Crusaders recently. And it's kind of going against what the envision for like Moana Pacifica and in this case, Papua New Guinea would be. You want to make that a good team, but you don't want to like, do it a bit like counties Manaka rugby. The cream of the crop gets taken to the top dog teams. So, like half Papua New Guinea's best players will, may end up being roosters um, a year after they hit the ground running. Um, I know you can't really go in there and say don't touch these players. It's counterintuitive to the business, but I don't know. It, it's like a, a background fear of mine when you see these um, places with such great talent just become feeding grounds um, for the guys with all the money. Um, but yeah, but, but even if they do that, then from the international game, it'll still, it'll still mm-hmm. promote the um, uh, Papua New Guinea as a, as a sort of international team uh, and then strengthen them, even if the players are playing for the Roosters or whatever. Um, so uh, yeah, look, it's, I mean, as Simon and Jacko say, um, that so this is all about uh, geopolitics rather than necessarily um, about the uh, about the NRL. Um, so um, so there that so that basically Australia is the Aussie government is trying to sort of bankroll or, or, or promote this. Um, Mark Roberts says that PNG are playing in the Hunters in the Queensland Cup. Um, uh, so um, so so that, so look. So I mean, there's already a pathway there. Um, it's just uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I'm all for expanding it to new countries um and maybe it could also be used to help um the Papua New Guinea economy full stop and just uh, mm. use it like uh, a bit like sort of tourism and um and all that kind of side of things yeah you looked at it from the comparing it to Moana Pacifica Brad but if you look at the other expansion side there uh Fiji and Drua and the crowds they get for their games it's they get amazing crowds and, and do a real good job, I think. So mm. I, I would kind of liken Papua New Guinea and how crazy they are about rugby league to Fiji and how crazy they are about rugby union. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping it works out well. I just got I, – I still have a lot of, you know, um, old sores from uh, Counties Manukau getting depleted in rugby union. So Oh, yeah. Uh, I just got the, obviously, we, we would like to see a team – 
enough second team in New Zealand for a start. Um, there's uh, there are various uh, safety um, and I guess corruption those sort of issues as well concerns with Papua New Guinea. So I mean there are a number of issues there, um, but uh, I think it would be good to um, I, I I'd, I'd like to see NRLs have a team in Tonga as well. Personally, there you go. That's just me. You know, take take half the Warriors team. So I don't I don't want that. Um, but um, speaking of New Zealand, how you just talked about a, a second team here, it's rumoured that uh, New Zealand's reached out to you in a route of formally express interest in having a state of origin match at Eden Park. Um, I know, I think we both commented on it during the week, Richie. Um, yep. I, we've both said that we would love to see an origin game here, but I still would rather New Zealand put money into getting more tests. Yeah, um, Personally, as a Kiwi. So um, as great as, a, as it is to see um, an origin game come here, for one, it's going to the wrong stadium. Um, and two, I would rather just see the Kiwis. Yeah, most definitely. You're sad facing me, Paul. Why? It just makes no sense to me to have it over here, Paul Bundley. Uh, it's yeah. a state of origin. The origin is Australia. It's not. The origin isn't from New Zealand. Um, it's state of origin. States. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it where it's, most, keep where it's home. Most uh, of the guys playing just... in origin now don't weren't born in Australia, so it's fine. Um, the, I think I think they would definitely sell it out very quickly in Auckland. Um, that is very a, well supported. From that point of yeah. view, it would it wouldn't be unsuccessful. But yeah. give us test matches: Kiwis versus Kangaroos, Kiwis versus yeah. Tonga, Kiwis versus Samoa. Be more than happy to host those. Yeah, and um, okay, so yeah. Um, we'll see what happens there, um, but yeah, more tests, please. Um, we'll go into Bulldogs. Bulldogs are featured heavily in here, as I told you before we jumped on. Um, Bulldogs have signed half the NRL. Um, but the first bit of news um, before we go into signings, they've advised apparently Ryan Sutton and Raymond Vitalina Mariner um, that they're no longer needed and can explore options elsewhere. Um, Sutton was only signed last year, and uh, Raymond had his contract extended until the end of 25, only last season. Um, Gus Gould has come out and said all these rumours are wrong. Um, so time will tell. Looking at the amount of players that they're bringing in, um, some players have to go. I know they've got a lot off contract anyway, but um, it's surprising. Um, and it, it's conflicting stories. Uh, Raymond's manager came out and said the club's not told them any of this but there's also rumors that his manager's been out talking to other clubs so yeah. if he was already talking someone must have told him something but um what's your take on that ryan never really hit the ground running um yeah. and raymond's been there forever he has um one thing that's clear to me is um the dogs they they've been in the market obviously the past couple of years they need change that they've got some good pieces to the puzzle still it's not gelling yet um and as you'll probably go forth and, and mention in, in the next bits of the news they're, they're starting to make some more signings now so yeah i i don't think they're going to sit around on on the status quo given the way that they've been performing they've been they've been conceding big scores nearly every week this yeah. season so yeah yeah, and um, the rest of the Bulldogs news will be in the next section about signing. So we'll keep with our stories. Dragons, clean-out is beginning. Um, the club's apparently advised Jaden Sullivan, 
Zane Musgrove and Jaden Hunt that they will not be kept with Musgrove and Jay Hunt free to leave right now. Um, however, Shane Flanagan has come out and said he's confident that Ben Hunt and Zach Lomax will remain with the side next season. Mm. Um, what's your what's your take there? Um, there's rumours. I, I know a few weeks ago they were saying Jaden Sullivan was going to be a bulldog. Judging by some of the announcements they've made today, I don't think that's likely. So he could potentially be a tiger, maybe. Mm. I, I don't know. Um, but what's your take on? They obviously they're a bit like the bulldogs. They need a clean out. So yeah, they do. They do. Um, they must be confident of keeping Ben Hunt if they're letting Jaden Sullivan go, who's you know an up and comer in the halves positions. Uh, who's who's got some good reps on him, but. And he's shown glimpses when he's had had game time, but yeah, you're, you're right, Brad. I think they're in a position where they need they need to affect change, and and they will be given that Flanagan's coming on board. I can just I, they're a disaster, as we know. I can just see Jaden Sullivan leaving, and then at the end of the season, Ben Hunt leaving. Superstar. Got, yeah, yeah. Then they got no halves at all. Yeah, and so, they'll be in trouble all over again. It, and then Sullivan will go become a superstar somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the Dragons are the gift that keep on giving, so I'm sure we'll have more news about them next week. Um, Papua New Guinea, we, I know we just talked about them. They're looking at hosting a Tri-Nations in the postseason between themselves, Fiji, and the Cook Islands, um, which I think is great. Um, I'm an advocate of getting more, more international games, and it's good to see some of these second-tier teams actually working – together and trying to get their own game sorted as opposed to just waiting for being invited by Australia when they can be bothered or New Zealand when they can be bothered. Um, yeah. You know, so it's good to see that. And um, Papua New Guinea, Fiji and Cook Islands is a good mix um, in mm. terms of competitive levels. So it's not like you've got Papua New Guinea, Australia, New Zealand, where Papua New Guinea gets spanked every week and it doesn't really you know, provide much, but those are all three teams that can be competitive against each other. And um, yeah, it's great. It's uh, them and, um, and it's Tonga, isn't it? Tonga's the one going up. Tonga's going up north. So it's, yeah. it's those, those three and Tonga are the only ones interested in playing Tess right now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, full credit to them. Yeah. They play, they play a good brand of footy too. those teams. They're always enjoyable to watch. So I would be tuning in for sure. Yeah, and um, before we get into our final bit of news, there's a bit of noise around Jerome Lawyer, as there always is. Um, he's been rumoured to have split with his management company. He's apparently given them 90 days' notice and will be looking for new management. And there's the, every week the noise gets louder that he's going to be a bulldog. Um, the Panthers have come out and said that they believe they can re-sign both Luai and Edwards. Um, but the noise is they're not going to have enough money to keep both. Time will tell with what happens, but Bulldogs is um, Panthers B, so it mm. would make sense if he ended up there. But what's your take on this whole situation? There was other news about him with this breakup. He's lost some big third-party deal or something. But Yeah. Um, um, yeah, interesting rumors that he might go to the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs are kind of set in the number six position, so I don't know whether he'd be going there to play halfback. Um, I, I assume he'd be going as a halfback and Burton at six. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. 
but maybe it, it sheds some more light on why the Panthers have looked at someone like Dane Laurie coming back. Maybe it's a bit of a contingency plan. I think that is the case, and we'll talk about that in signings. So, um, <laughs> yeah, last bit of news before we go into signings. The RLPA NRL war continues to rage on. Um, the players are now rumoured to be considering boycotting the Delhi M award night um, since there's been no progress in talks since they stopped talking to media. So um, it, I guess it's them doubling down. They refuse to talk to the media. The world kept spinning. Um, we apparently aren't that upset that we don't have to listen to year credit to the boys after after games every week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm disappointed if that's the case because this is a year where we have um, a team that has players that could be in contention. So I would like to see them actually receive their awards. So I'm biased there. Um, Jacko's also mentioned that the players are hinting they'll cover up the NRL logo on their jerseys. I don't think that will work because they already threatened to do that at the start of the year and then they chickened out. Um, that's that's the problem. I think um, the players are... The, the NRL's clearly showing that they have drawn a line in the sand saying this is where we are and they're not budging. The NRL players keep throwing up threats and either do it half-hearted like the we're not going to speak to media but only on these days these days we will um so i I feel like the more it drags on the more power the nrl is getting in this argument but um what's your take on it yeah i mean i'm starting to come around to um you even said was it was either last week or the week before that the longer this drags on um the more it's painting the players in the bad light. And I'm kind of coming around to that way of thinking as well. You're right. It's a media boycott, but it's a bit pick and choosy. And um, they're not, they're not really getting any traction with it. So oh, let's, let's boycott the Dally M's. So they, they know they're not winning with what, what they're doing with the media. So Yeah. Yeah, and like what Jacko said, the the only way to do it if you want to take advantage of the NRL and take control is to stop playing. Mm. Um, Because the only way you're going to make the NRL change their mind is if you hit them in the pocket. And the only way you hit them in the pocket is if they're not playing because then they lose money on their their, um, contract agreement. So, um, But they won't do that. Um, You're not going to get, especially you get a guys from the Panthers say, yeah, we're not going to play. And then you, knowing what the Storm are like, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, no, we're not going to play. And then they will go, we can take that minor premiership spot because everyone else isn't playing. Um, and, you know, Warriors, they'll go all the way. We'll we'll, we'll play through. We'll be fine. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It's I feel like it's never going to end. I feel like neither party is willing to, to take a backward step. So yeah. um, I'm sh- we'll continue talking about it forever, I assume. So we'll move on to signings because there's lots. Um, and yeah, Jacko said um, they won't strike because the issue is not really that big. Yeah, but because it's not that big, that's why the NRL aren't willing to budge. Um, yeah. And yeah, Mark says, it's what happens when you have a former night running things. They don't know how to win anything. Yeah, That's not nice, Mark. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not, good though. I, I like it's that. not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong at all. Um, I think we said that ages ago that he's out of his element um, for this type of agreement. So um, signings, Bulldogs, 
They've signed Liam Knight effective immediately on an 18-month contract from the Rabbits. Um, there's also rumours that they're very close to signing um, Takiao, who just left the Roosters to go to Catalans. Um, there's rumours that they could have him back on a two-year deal as early as next year. And they've apparently signed um, the weak gutter dog, uh, Jermaine Salmon, and Blake yeah. Taff um, for next season, but no official announcements being made yet. So a um, lot of lot of movement with the Bulldogs. Uh, what's your take on those signings, um, both confirmed and rumored? Yeah, well, so Liam Knight is confirmed, isn't it? That's a solid yep. one for. That's a solid one for them. You know, they. It's in areas where they're lacking a bit of depth. Um, if they end up landing people like Blake Taft, that's another really good one for uh, for their backline. Um, I'm pretty certain Stephen Crichton will be going there to play play fullback, but I know Taff has a history of playing in the halves as well, so that they are a bit skinny there. Um, what other ones did you throw in my way? There were a few. Um, Salmon and Takio. Takio is a, like he obviously is a proven winner, came from a winning culture. I think he's in his early 30s now, 32, I believe. But so it's getting up there a bit in the age, but. When you look at what the Dolphins have done, bringing over experienced forwards like the you know Bromwich and Felice Kafusi, it's actually balanced their squad nicely. So, um, yeah, that I th- I think that would have a good effect on the Bulldogs if they were able to land him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll we'll rattle off the next few. Um, there was an interesting. Almost a player swap, except as always, the Dragons didn't get anything out of it. But the Dragons have granted Moses Imbai an immediate release to join St. Helens. St. Helens, in turn, let Joey Lussick out of his contract early, and he has gone to join the Eels immediately, um, which kind of makes sense with that Hodgson news we talked about. Um, but the Dragons get nothing out of it, I guess. Um, but I think that's a, a good Moses Imbai will kill it up there. Mm. Um, and Joey Lussick, I think he's a handy. Um, yep. He's a handy player for, for Parramatta. Um, any news you want to add on that, or can we move on? No, go. Keep going. Um, Panthers, well, you just briefly talked about it. Dane Laurie is official now. He's signed a one-year deal with the Panthers. I um, think it's great for him. He's not getting any chance, really, at the Tigers. He got to play in the weekend, and I thought he looked really good. Yeah. Um, Kind of to the point where you're like, why the hell aren't they playing him every week? But, um, yeah, it's, I think it's a good move for him. Kind of puts a bit of strength on maybe he's there as a potential to replace Luai if he goes. Um, but one year deal to prove himself and extend if he can. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> and Rue said the second best thing already to play for the Panthers. Um <laughs> And then um, Tigers, they've also extended Upi Coruscant for a further two years until the end of 2026. Rabbits have extended Tavita Totola until the end of 2028, which I'm upset about because I would love him in a Warriors jersey because I love that yeah. guy. Yep. Um, and Warriors have extended centre Adam Pompey until the end of 2025. And this has seen them allow um, Viliami Valia to leave early and join the Cowboys on a two-year deal starting next season. So I just threw a whole lot of them at you. What's your thoughts? I think Coruscant Totola makes sense. The Pombi one, I think you were going to talk about a bit more. Um, yeah, Coruscant's 
going to enjoy the extra time off this year. I think that's why he's he's extended there. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it was going always going to be a case of one of those centers from the Warriors signing on and and probably trimming trimming another. So that's what we've seen. Pompey Pompey staying on, Valia moving on, and I think watching how everything's unfolded this year, Valia. Uh, I think we've even discussed this off off the show. Uh, he hasn't exactly been setting the world on fire, even at New South Wales Cup levels. Um, Pompey is very polarizing as a player, but he's the enigma. You know, he is, but I think with Roger coming next year, we'll see Pompey as a as a depth player. Yeah, I'm not sure because I said that this year, and he's the only player I think that's played every game. Well, unless they unless they go Roger one centre and Pompey the, the other, other, and then Barry yeah. becomes the backup, but I see more upside in Barry personally. Others yeah. may disagree. Yeah, and um, I I've made it both in my reviews that I write and the show here. I am not Pompey's biggest fan by any stretch, um, but he's he's done a lot of good this year. He's done a lot of bad as well. Um, and it's hundred. Webster has now made the decision um, to keep Pompey, so we obviously see something in him, and it's up to him um, to you know make Pompey more of the good and less of the bad. And um, yeah, Jacko said um, Valia has heaps of potential, but doesn't seem hungry. Rumors Lots that I've potential. heard, rumors that I've heard that I can't confirm is that he's a very lazy trainer which is apparently another reason why he's fallen down the picking order. Um, so, yeah, maybe uh, Todd Payton can get something out of him. Um, but, yeah, time will tell. So we'll move on. Injuries. Uh, quite a few of those too, Richie. Um, <laughs> Cowboys, Cowboys um, look set to have lost Jeremiah Nanai for four to six weeks after he injured his shoulder. Would return in the finals if the Cowboys get that far. Um, yep. Manly have lost um, Taniela Paseca for an MCL and Josh Aloye for a dislocated shoulder, mm. both potentially to miss the rest of the season. Um, Spencer Lenu injured his MCL. There's no word how long he'll be out for, but it could be a bit of time. Um, Sean Lane from the Eels dislocated his elbow. Um, also not sure how long he's going to be gone for. A um, couple of weeks at the least. Warrior Murata Nakore failed an HIA, but due to having a bye, he won't miss any games um, with the 11-day stand-down. And Dale Finucane from the Sharks, season's over. He's gone. Um, after he, he injured his bicep in the weekend and has had surgery, and they said he is out. So mm. um, a few big names in there, Richie. Yep. Um, um, no, I think, to be honest, I think Nanai is probably the biggest loss in yeah. terms of teams looking for finals. Because I yep. feel like Sharks are on the way out anyway. But um, Nanai, Nanai is a, an integral part of that Cowboys outfit. Spencer is very good for the Panthers, but they're a team that can take a player yep. or two missing. And they're still they cover that. Fisher Harris and Leota. So. Mm. Yeah, um, for me, I, I'm i happy that the least serious one out of that list is Alwyn near Corey. He yep. won't miss any game time. Uh, yeah, Nanai is a big one. He he's come back from origin in a purple patch, just like the rest of his team. So I'm hoping him not being there slows them a little. Um, yeah. 
because they're worrying me. But um, yeah, I get the feeling that they'll they've got good second rolls to cover them anyway. Yeah, now Max confirmed that um, Paseca is out for the season and Lenu out for four to six weeks. Um, the yeah. Sean Lane one looked nasty. The, oh, your yeah. Elbow, it, your elbow's it, not meant to look like that. No, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, horrible, horrible accident. Yeah. Naughty boy and girl corner now because um, the girls are back. Um, Marty Tapao is um, out for three weeks for a grade three dangerous contact of uh, trying to to knee people in the head when he runs. Um, he was warned about it um, last week, didn't listen, and, um, yeah, it could have ended very badly, um, the one he got in trouble for. Um, mm. But, yeah, some boys just don't learn. Um, you know, Marty hasn't been around that long. You know, he's only, what, been in the NRL for like a decade? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he'll get there. Um, Tarek Sims from the Storm, he's got two matches for a grade two high tackle. Um, Jesse uh, Clockhound, I think is how you say the name. I'm not sure. It's got one match for a grade two dangerous contact. Jesse Arthur's also got a match for a high tackle. And then the girls, um, Maya Middleton, got two matches for a grade two dangerous throw. Awesome looking spare tackle. Um, yeah. But yeah, not allowed. And then um, Bronco, <laughs> Ashley Warner, um, two matches for biting. Um, yeah, thought thought we'd come a bit away from that in the NRL, but yeah, they I, I think she had her mouth, her, her face was getting stuffed with the tackler's arm, though. So, yeah, I think if you kind of get in the old arm across the face, um, yeah, there's that's a pretty effective way to remove the arm, <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> but you, you, you shouldn't do it, but it's yeah. not allowed, of course, but yeah. But yeah, so that's all of it. Um, nothing too controversial there. I think the one thing I will mention, we didn't talk about in the news. It was good to see the Valentine Holmeson get a suspension for his tackle. He did get a, a fine. It was a beautiful tackle. It was a good tackle, and it was just he hit Mitch Moses so hard that he whiplashed. And if you're going to start penalising people for whiplash, you know, we've got to start taking tackles out of this, I think. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, then you... It's not only the height of your tackle, it's it's the, the force of your tackle. Yeah, like, well, you meant to tackle more softly now? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a good hit. It's why I used it as a picture for our promo for the show today. Um, but, yeah, so that was all the news. only took us half an hour, which is quicker than I thought. Um, yeah. And Nicholas said Brisbane need to have more bite in their attack in the NRLW. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say something about the NRLW, but we'll talk about that in the review of it. So first game, Richie, um, the the Spoon Bowl, Dragons defeating the Tigers, 18-14. Yeah, um, I joke, it wasn't the greatest match, but it was three tries apiece. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, Zach Lomax, and Revalawa for the Dragons, Junior Tupo with two, and Apikorosal with one try for the Tigers. Did you manage to stay awake through this one? Oh, it was a struggle. But, um, yeah, it was kind of what we expected here, really, to be honest, for a match for the Spoon. Um, the Dragons, I thought they made plenty of errors, but they got the job done basically due to Zach Lomax um, and his boot. Um, their only remaining chance to get a win this year, I believe. So full credit to them for doing just enough for that to happen. 
and it saves them from the wooden spoon, unfortunately. Um, but what's your take on the Dragons? I thought they made a handy start. Um, the sin bin to Tyrell Sloan really opened the door for the Tigers uh, to, to close the gap. Uh, the Tigers went on to score two tries in that period. Um, but, yeah, from there on out, it was just a matter of, of holding on. These, um, yeah, we always thought that this, this would be a close one between these two teams. There's not a lot between them. They're both probably clearly one and two for the the poorest teams in the comp right now. So, um, yeah. yeah. And your your final thoughts on the Tigers? I just think the Tigers look like a team that's that's foreign to winning. Um, it's not exactly new, uh, fresh news. You could say the same pretty much nearly every week, but uh, yeah, they just they just don't look to have wins in them. I think after this one, they've pretty much got got that uh, wooden spoon locked up. Yeah, yeah this officially puts them out of contention of the finals now, math- even mathematically. So the first team <laughs> that can't make the finals um, are the Tigers. There we go. They were out of contention before round one, Paul, but, but, <laughs> well, but we, we I mean, like to give them mathematics. You, you can't even get odds on them anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I basically rinse and repeat what I said about the Dragons. Um, they were sloppy. Wakens, poor night at the boot, sealed their fate. Um, mm. It's going to be a long six weeks for them, but at least they get a trip to um, the majestic city of Hamilton. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's going to be tough for them, but yeah, hopefully. And yeah, Jacko said Paul's good at mess. He has to be because I don't yeah. understand numbers at all. Yeah. So um, your player to stand out, I think we picked the same guy. Mm, yeah, I think it was pretty easy this match. Um, Zach Lomax, um, he looked really good. Some really stunning passes and got a try. Perfect off the boot. So yeah, I went, mean, yeah, Zach Lomax as well. Um, yeah. You know, accurate with the boot, had that awesome flick pass yeah. that we, we like to see. So um, a nice solid outing for him. Hopefully um, his management are talking to him properly and he gets out of that uh, horrible place and goes to a better team. Mm. Um, but uh, next game, the the big game, uh, Warriors defeating the Raiders 21-20. Yeah, so the Raiders actually outscored the Warriors in terms of tries here, four tries to three. Uh, for the Warriors, it was Murata Niakore, Chans, Nicol Klostad, and Dallin Watini-Zelezniak. He gets one every week, pretty much. And the Raiders had four tries, Hudson Young, Jordan Rapana, Elliot Whitehead, and Jackie Whiten, right near the end. Dallin's got to keep getting those tries and bunches. I've got him um, at the TAB for leading try scorer for the NRL, so I need him to keep catching up. He's, he's getting there, but he's still a bit behind. What's he coming now? Uh, I think he's like fourth. he can't be. Yeah, he can't be too far off. Don't he missed, still at the top. Yeah, he missed a bunch and of games too, so it's really impressive. Missed the first six rounds. Yeah. Um, hold on. Yeah, I, I've distracted myself talking about betting. Um, I'm just <laughs> going. He is. So yeah. So you got some tied third. Tied third, basically. Yeah. My predict he's tied third with my predicted leading try scorer from our prediction show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's f- three behind. Oh, this is my mess going to get. 
there are four 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 players on sixteen tries. Yeah, um, yeah so it, gets, it gets very crowded behind um, Dominic Young and um, um, Khan uh, Pereira. Yeah, yeah. Khan um, Pereira is a rookie too. That's that's a pretty good start. Yeah. But anyway, back to the game. Before yeah. I, I segue. <laughs> trying to cut you digress. Down the time, you digress. Um, Warriors, uh, they were under a lot of pressure in this match, um, but showed impressive defense um, and looked to have the match in the bag with only a couple of minutes to go. It was 2010. Um, they turned off for a slight second um, and let the Raiders in, but had a near-perfect performance in Golden Point um, to get the much-needed win if they wish to remain in the top four. Um, your thoughts on the Warriors? I thought the Warriors, for the most part, looked the better team for much of the match. Um, we looked clearly the better team. The last 15 minutes... It's definitely a concern, but the Raiders are very, a very good team, and, and it's not by mistake that they they were top four leading into this game. Um, they've won a lot of games. They they win them close, but they're they're a good team. So I thought it was a good test for the Warriors that um, a good team you know tested our tested our resilience and fortitude, and we we were able to absorb it. Kind of, because we still were a conversion away from losing. But you know, we we soaked up what they threw at us, and and then still found a way to win. So um, I'm hoping yeah. we take less lessons from that. Yeah, my question to you is kind of around that. So I'll go a bit more into my thoughts on it there. Um, but your thoughts mm. on the Raiders? Uh, really strange game. I, I felt like there were parts of the game where the Raiders looked a little bit lost on attack at times and had errors in them only to swing it all around with 15 minutes to go and then they they look really good uh, all of a sudden and obviously force golden point but i think they will definitely rue the misconversion at the end which could have stolen the game and jamal Fogarty's bomb and golden point which gifted us a seven tackle set and then and then from there you know we we didn't miss out yeah raiders they had no fade this time um, and they got those um, good tries in the second half to force Golden Point. I thought it was going to be like the perfect revenge for Jared Croker after getting um, humbled by the Warriors on his 300s to go to Auckland and steal the game off the Warriors when they had it in the bag, you know, with that sideline conversion. Wasn't to be, but um, I think they just spent so much of that game struggling with their attacking options. They had, mm. there were some moments there where they had four or five repeat sets right on the Warriors' goal line and couldn't get through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it was a good fight back though. Um, and then me, maybe some, uh, life left in the, the Raiders after all. And like Jacko said, Tomoko is a real talent who will get a Kiwi jersey. Um, I went with my partner to the game, um, dragged her along. She doesn't know much about league, but she's slowly learning. And I said, number four in the green jersey, um, watch him because if they don't contain him, um, the Warriors are in trouble. I think they did a decent effort. He was still damaging, but he didn't break them open. I was petrified of um, Pompey defending him all night. But mm. Pompey, Pompey did enough. If he couldn't stop him himself, he certainly slowed him down enough to get help. Um, but, yeah, he's a hell of a talent, um, Matt Tomoko. Uh, yep. Your player, I know we picked different ones. Yes. Um there were a few. I really loved what Chance did. And when you watch the Golden Point, 
golden point set. Uh, he had two really big carries, so, uh, but that's just his game, a lot of tenacity and fight. Um, but I had to go Sean for for the clutch clutch moment and typical, typical. pick a half back. Go on. Uh, he he had his hands in our tries too. So, um, yeah. but then he yeah he iced the game. Yeah, I didn't go with him because I went with the the true top player of the comp right now, Adam Fenor Blake. Um, he was a monster out there. He played yeah. massive minutes. Yeah, visibly frustrated at the Warriors letting it slip. Um, and you saw that's when SJ kind of kicked in, and it's the the new SJ that I I love compared to the old one, which I I despised a little. Um, rather than abusing his teammates when things were going wrong, he was right on Fenor Blake's shoulder, like talking to him and getting him back in the right frame of mind. But mm. um, I feel the Warriors, if oh, I don't want to say it, if if something happened to Sean, um, I feel the Warriors no. would, would would do okay. They would survive. The Warriors lose Adam Fenua Blake. That team tanks. Um, Don't talk it into existence, Brad. I know. I didn't want to say it, um, but I did. My bad. But yeah, I thought I thought he was great. Um, and he, Max said uh, AFB, the supposedly million dollar warrior, probably yeah. worth it. I he's one player. I would I would pay him whatever he wanted to stay. Um, but yeah, he, he's fantastic. And yeah, Mike, you see the boys' fatigue from five day turnaround. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people forgot about that part. But um, yeah, it, it was good. They needed a win. And I think they needed a tough game um, with what's coming up. And Ruse said, leave the Nostradamus stuff to me. Yeah. yeah Ruse did say pre game that he had a bad feeling about that game. Nearly, he, he nearly talked it into existence. He almost did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Unfortunate for the Raiders, but very happy. Um, very happy that my uh, my Warriors got the win. Um, made for a better drive home in the cold. Um, and it didn't rain. So it rained all day, and then it stopped for that few hours when the game was on, which was very, very good for me. Next game, Broncos defeating Rabbitohs, It would help if um, he hadn't uh, muted himself, yeah, of course. Yeah, you've muted yourself, Richie. Can you hear me? Testing yes. one, two. All right. I'll do that again. Katoni Stags times two, Selwyn Cobbo, Reese Walsh, Xavier Willison, and Adam Reynolds for the Broncos. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Alex Johnson, Campbell Graham, Isaiah Tass. 100% professionals we are on this show. Um, Always. Yeah. Uh, a bit clunky from the Broncos, I thought. They had a lot of errors. Those two Simbins made their job a bit harder than it needed to be. However, the return of Walsh and a big game from Katoni Staggs, um, their attack was as dangerous as ever. Um, if they reduce those errors, um, they are a true premiership contender. Um, you'll take, you'll take on talk, the Broncos. Don't talk that into existence either. Um, I thought they had plenty of errors. Had plenty of errors in them, the Broncos, um, and ill discipline as well with with the two Sinbins. Um, high shot from Jesse Arthurs and the crazy business, whatever uh, Marty Tapal was doing. I don't know what he what he was going through his head there, but in the end, they they had way too much attacking class and more than enough in defence to repel the challenge of the Bunnies. Yeah, um, and your thought on the Bunnies? They made far too many errors, but 
in all honesty, so did the Broncos. So, so I, I thought they looked a step or two in class behind the Broncos and looked to be really missing Latrell. Um, I think once he comes back, um, he, he changes a lot with well, with everything. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off Lockie Elias, who he looked to be struggling, you know, not quite at his tippity-top form, but yeah. I think once they get Latrell back and firing, he, he rubs off on all, all, all their other playmakers as well and just completes the picture. Yeah, um, Paul's just put on the, the stats. The Rabbits have only won two games in the last 10 rounds. Yeah, one if of them I, is us. <laughs> if I had known um, when we were doing our picks last week, if I had known Latrell was going to be a late scratching, I would have picked the Broncos. Um, I picked the Rabbits because Latrell was playing and then they let me down and they've let themselves down in this with um, their areas again. Um, they didn't take advantage of the 20 minutes they had against 12 men. Mm. Um, but, you know, just like you said, they're going to be hard to beat once the trial's back. Yeah. Um, because that's Some, just how they are. Somebody had foresight and tipped the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. you tipped a lot of <laughs> wonky tips and one or two of them may have gone in your favour. Yeah. Um, I think we picked the same player here too, didn't we? Yeah, Katoni Staggs just felt like he bossed the game. Had a yeah. ding dong battle on that side, and yeah, I think he looks Walsh the goods right now. Contention. Walsh was in contention, but it was yeah, Staggs. It was a breakout game from Staggs here, where you kind of expect what Walsh did from Walsh, so he gets yeah. a bit of a a down a downgrade on it. But next game, um, Roosters defending Titans, thirty six eighteen. Roosters defeat Titans 36-18, six tries to three um, for the Roosters. Egan. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Butcher, James Tedesco, Joseph Suali'i, Lindsay Collins, Nat Butcher, Fletcher Baker. Three tries for the Titans, Brian Kelly, Chris Randall, Aaron Clark, all in the second half, those three tries. Yeah, um, Roosters, they finally decided to play. They just waited 21 rounds to do it. Um, thought it was a very strong um, first half with the Roosters looking almost unstoppable. Second half was a bit more quiet um, with the team switching off a bit to let the Titans in with a few soft tries. Um, they are, believe it or not, still a slim chance of making finals, um, but they'll need to play more like this if, in order to do it. Uh, but your thoughts on the Roosters? I thought that they finally played like the team that I, I had expected them to be when I was doing my preseason tips. Um, yeah. They put the cue in the rack in the second half. However, 
against a team that isn't exactly known for being a second-half team. Um, but I thought they were really good in the first half. So let's let's see if this breathes some life some life back into the tricolours. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Titans? Really, really poor first half from them. Um, normally the kind of, kind of display that they, they reserve for second halves, the second half of matches. But uh, I give them credit for not giving up and, and actually winning the second half. Yeah, um, they missed Big Tino here, as we all expected. Um, they lost the battle up front, and this prevented them from being able to put together any attack. Um, they did get those three tries at the end when the Roosters clocked off, so at least it wasn't a fade. Um, and uh, before I ask you about the guy we both picked for team of the play, I'm just quickly looking at our predictions at our top eight. And there's quite a few teams in the top eight that aren't actually in there. So we were great. Um, that's going to be a great review when we do that show in, um, at the end of the year. Can't wait. Um, player, player that stood out for us. Um, yeah, uh, I'd gone Teddy. Um, maybe the holiday he had the week before paid off and paid dividends. I kind of was questioning, questioning it, um, saying why was he bailing on his team when they need to win most of their games from here on out. But, yeah, clearly he needed the rest because, right. yeah, he, he was really good. His workload has been a bit overloaded with origin and everything, but um, that's why he gets paid the big bucks, um, yeah. both both over the table and under it from the Roosters. So, um, yeah, it's good to see him actually earning his money for once. So, um, yeah, I thought he had a great game. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, maybe it's the spark he needed, that rest, to get his team back. And, um, yeah, like uh, Paul said, Roosters have the Broncos, Seagulls, Dolphins, Eels, Tigers, and Rabbits. Um, so there, there is a chance, but they got some tough matches in there. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, next game, Knights beating the Storm 26-18. Yeah, this was actually good for us too because it kept us in, in third spot. It did. Um, it was five tries to three in the end for Newcastle, Dominic Young, Bradman Best, Greg Marju, Lachlan Fix. Fitzgibbon and Matt Croker. Three tries for the Storm, Nick Meany, Trent Lero, and Justin Ollum. Yeah, upset of the round here um, with the Knights putting together a strong performance against one of the big boppers. Um, if they played with intent with um, all players putting in a big effort instead of relying on Ponga to do it all, and they refused to let the Storm back, uh, a Storm to play their own on their own terms. Um, another team that could still make the eight if they keep playing like this. Um, your thoughts on the Knights? I thought it was a massive win in the context of their season. Uh, they, they To knock off a top eight side like, like Melbourne, it, it's helping them keep pace with the top eight. Um, it should do wonders for their confidence as well. So I think if you look at their run home, they've got some games that they should back themselves. So I... There's still a chance. Yeah, and your take on the storm. I think they've had they've had the odd performance this year, like similar to this, um, which is why I don't see them as an out and out shot at the title this year. Um, now that I've said that, they'll probably prove prove me wrong. But um, they just seem to be out out enthused by the knights, uh, who just look like they played like their season was on the line, and, and they wanted it more. Yeah, Jacko's made a comment before I talk about the Storm, saying, like, 
it was a massive win for the Knights, but let's be real, Storm had their worst game in the years. Yeah, I think it's more the Storm were bad than the Knights were good. Um, I know it's a backhanded compliment. but uh, Bit of both. Storm, Bit of both. Yeah, um, the Storm were just unstorm-like here, which I feel I have said many times this year. Um, it was labelled by Craig Bellamy as one of the worst efforts he's seen from his team. Um, they just look clunky and unmotivated um, throughout the match, which I the unmotivated part I think is really concerning this close to finals. Um, this is when you expect those teams to go to the next level and the fact that they're taking a back step kind of puts it in your corner um, about them not really intimidating anyone right now. I guess mm. is right to say. But I do expect a massive attitude adjustment um, this week from them, um, which does make them more dangerous than normal um, if they respond mm. to whatever Hal Bellamy's put them through this week. Um, yep. Your player to stand out. I see we've gone different. Yeah, uh, I put Phoenix Crossland. Crossland, I thought he he did a really nice job out of, out of dummy half there. And, um, you know, they've been missing their number one hooker for – the whole year pretty much the past couple of years so I, yeah. I think he did a he did a really good job this game i went with tyson frizzell i thought his efforts um being like the leader of the forwards kind of helped the knights um keep that edge on melbourne um and he's he's integral it's why they they tried so hard to make sure he stays with them um so yeah thought it was a big outing from him and mark roberts said uh munster came out today and said that was the worst game he's played in as a storm player um, yeah, I, I can't really disagree. Um, mm. Next game, the final game on Saturday, Cowboys continuing their run, defeating the Eels 24-16. Yeah, what a run it is too. Uh, it was four tries to three. Peter Hiku, Semi Valame with two tries, and Scotty Drinkwater. Three tries for the Eels, Sean Russell, Mitchell Moses, Mr. Flat Track uh, with two. Yeah, um, another strong, um, another team with a strong first half and quite second this week with the Cowboys, but the damage is already done. Um, Cowboys have really flicked the switch and are one of the informed teams right now, um, you have to say. They've got attacking threats everywhere with a lethal forward pack. Um, they'll be needing to get back to 80-minute performances, though, with some tough matches coming up. And, yeah, like Paul's just put it, Cowboys are six wins and two buys in the last eight rounds. Yeah, um, hottest team right now. Yeah, your your take on the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, very good first half from the Cowboys who continue their purple patch. Um, they look set to charge into the top eight at this point, and I wouldn't be one of I wouldn't want to be one of the teams meeting them come September. Uh, and on a side note, we already I already gave my thoughts, but thought Val Holmes very hard done by with this sin bin. Yeah, he was. And uh, your take on the Eels? I thought it was the kind of performance that sums up the yo-yo that is the Eels, uh, up up one week, down the next. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> they're, they're walking a tightrope now. I mean, they are obviously got a run in them. They had a run last year and wound up in the grand final, but um, they lost a lot early this year, so they're, they're, it's, it's going to be tight for them. Yeah, um, Eels just let the Cowboys out of the gates too easy and were simply just not good enough to stage a comeback. Um, you just said it will beat us one week and yo-yoing. Um, they're real rocks and diamond team. They're the Adam Pompey of NRL teams. 
Um, at their best, at their best, they can um, beat anyone, and at their worst, they look horrible. Um, and nice at analogy. The moment, at the moment, I can't figure out if the Eels are a title threat or cannon fodder. If they're going to potentially, if the Eels stay in the eight for finals, they could potentially be the Sharks from last year, where they go in and they're out. They're out as quick as they got in. Um, I just, yeah. They're consistently inconsistent, which I feel I always say um, until they do a run like they did last year. But, um, and yeah, Paul's put up the last 10 rounds, the Eels have had six wins, two losses, and two buys. Um, but it's the way they lose, I think, is the, the big concern. Um, but I think we picked the same player once again. Um, yeah, there were a few clear cut people this, this round. Um, Scotty, Scotty, too hotty, drink water. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the embodiment of the purple patch they're in at, at the moment. His form's just crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, very scary. Yeah, very very um, integral to their attack as well. So yeah, I picked him too. So we'll move on to Sunday. Um, first game, we probably don't have to talk about it that long. Uh, Panthers defeating the Bulldogs, forty four eighteen. Yep, eight tries to three. Tyron Peachy with two. Isaiah Yo, Brian Tuttle with two, Stephen Crichton, Scotty Sorensen, and Luke Garner. Three tries for the Bulldogs. Paul Alamotti, Jake Averillo, Gerald Skelton. Yeah, typical Panthers performance, um, as we kind of expect at this time of year when they change gear and leave everyone behind. Um, strong all over the park and almost able to score at the drop of the hat. Um, as I just said, yeah, this is normally the time they go to another level and I don't expect it to change the season. Um, but your take on the Panthers? I was, before watching the game, I was expecting at least 40, and we That's got what I got. expected. Yeah, that's yeah. what we got. Um, they'll be very pleased to welcome back their main man, who unsurprisingly looked like he hadn't missed a week of footy. Yeah. And yeah, your take on the, the poor old dogs? Another week, another big score conceded. Uh, the best way I can sum them up this year, I think they've undershot my expectations of them this year. And they've had challenges, injuries, so has everybody. But yeah. um, with their recruitment, with supposedly the the next best thing coming in as coach, you know, the who who was supposed to be the the better Penrith assistant coach. Um, yeah, they, they've really undershot. Where I think I tipped them. Did I tip them to finish eighth? That's you're stealing it. I'm just about to announce that when I talk. Um, yeah, but, yeah, right. So I'm just looking at our top eight predictions, and we both get the Bulldogs in eighth. Um, I think we we went off a bit early on the Bulldogs, didn't we? A couple we more years yet. We went <laughs> off a bit early on a few teams looking at that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, um, not much to say here. The Bulldogs have struggled for a while and were never a chance to compete against Penrith anyway. Um, Doggies fans continue to count down to 2024 when they'll basically have an entire new roster, but similar to the Warriors um, from this year where we had a big clean out and um, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Um, and yeah, Matt Roberts said people in fantasy wouldn't have loved the Chin's performance on the weekend. I didn't even see what he got in fantasy. Um I unfortunately had Nico Hines, who we're about to talk about, um, so um, who didn't do that well. But your player to stand out since uh, since Mark's already kind of talked about him. Yeah, I put the chin. I just 
51 points. There you go. Um, yeah, he's uh, the whole organization's crazy, but I think he's been missing since Origin. Was it Origin one? Uh, he comes back and just controls that team. And yeah, they they have me very worried about where, where things are going to end up at the end of the year. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be seeing them lifting another trophy, but it's it's a pretty pretty big reality. Yeah, I went with Bryant Dortle. Um, I thought it was a strong outing for him. Um, I know Jacko's mentioned James Fisher-Harris and Moses Leota. Um, oh, they always do. They, they always, always do. do. And that's why um, Mr. Mr. Cleary can do what he can do because those big boys do the work up front. But it also allows guys like Toto to kind of spread their legs and uh, go. And, um, yeah, thought it was great. He had an interesting try celebration. Um, (laughs) which was good for a laugh Um, yeah exciting yet dangerous team Um, Mm. which takes us to the last game of the round Manly holding on as as best as they can to beat the Sharks 30 to 26 yeah uh, it was a really exciting game too before I talk about the try scorers I was cheering Manly on very hard because it was better for the well no yeah I did think thanks for that. I, I, I wasn't even going to say that. I was just going to say that it was better for the Warriors. But you're right. I did pick that. Um, yeah. Didn't mean to toot my own horn, but it was um, six tries to five uh, for Manly. Josh Eloye, Lucky Croker, Olukawatu, uh, Cola, Garrick, and Cola. Again, he grabbed two. Five tries for the Sharkies all in the second half as they forged a huge comeback. Uh, Renato Mulitalo, Sione Katoa, Cam McInnes, Jesse Ramey, and Will Kennedy. Yeah, so uh, Manly desperately needed the win here, and that impressive first half looked certain to get the job done. Um, but allowing five tries in that second half is a massive concern. But they at least um, look like a team, um, more like a team right now, um, which is something we're not used to with Tommy Turbo's not there. Um, they were working as a good unit and um, yeah apart from letting those tries in I think they'll go into this round a bit more confident um, they've kind of got an, an, an easy-ish game this week um, against the worst team in the comp the Dragons but um, what's your take on, on Manly? I uh, thought their first half was massive um, at half time it looked like the score could be anything, could could have been a cricket score. Uh, then the second half rolled around, and <laughs> at, at the end there, they looked out on their feet, uh, and they did just enough to preserve their lead at full time, just enough. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. It, they they did they did just enough to help us stay third. So yeah. great result. Your thoughts, your thoughts on the Sharks? Uh, the second half comeback was impressive, but. Yeah, I thought this game in this game all of their flaws were on display in that first half. Their their left side defence been highly talked about. Um, to say it was wonky is, is putting it nicely, but it has been like that all year. Mm. Um, yeah, it's cost them another game here, pretty much. Yeah, um, all of the same that you said about that defense in the, the left side. But um, they didn't look great here, but they almost stole the match with a strong final 10 minutes. 
team needs Nico Hines to be at his best to be successful, and it's clear that Manly and the officials both got under his skin, and he started to fall apart. Um, the fall from grace from the shark continues, um, and they they could keep falling hard the next six rounds. Um, they could fall all the way out of finals. But your player that stood out? I uh, put Lockie Croker. Thought he was really good out of dummy half. Got a try, try assist, 40-20. Uh, yeah, that first half he was running really hot. Yeah, I went with DCE, um, like how you picked SJ. I, I think um, DCE just did well orchestrating his team around the park. Um, another strong outing for uh, the, the the State of Origin champion that he is. Um, so I'm just writing down Simon's picks, but that will take us to the end of the round. So we'll look at the ladder, Paul. Um, so I think Look you did top that. eight last. You did top I, eight last week, didn't I you? I did. I did top so eight. I'll get to do it this week, so I get to talk about the Warriors. Um, so Penrith remain at number one um, at thirty-two points. Uh, Brisbane also thirty-two, but second due to points differential. The Warriors have moved up to third place on twenty-eight points. Melbourne are also on twenty-eight, but fourth due to points differential. Canberra fifth, also on twenty-eight. Um, uh, Cronulla are 26 points at 6th place. Cowboys also 26 points at 7th. And Parramatta 8th with 24 points. Mm, that's a gorgeous top half of the ladder, that. Um, the bottom half goes like this. The Rabbitohs have fallen out of the 8. They're, they're sitting in ninth and, and just eagerly awaiting Latrell to return. 10 and 11 is Newcastle Knights and Manly Seagulls. The the Roosters with their win on the weekend have moved up to 12th. Dolphins, 13th. Gold Coast Titans have slumped to 14th. Um, the Dragons have bumped up to 15th place, beating the Tigers. The Bulldogs have dropped to 16th. And I think the West Tigers pretty much have a... Have a have that wooden spoon on lock there. Oh, yeah. there are a couple, couple of wins short of the next of of the Bulldogs now. So, do they have any buys left? I don't, I'm not even no. sure they have buys left. No, their buys are all gone. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think now we can basically say the top eight is a battle of the top nine teams. Mm. I, you know, there is a, still a chance for Newcastle, Manly, and the Roosters, but I don't see it happening. Um, and yeah, Mark said we can't drop any further than fourth after this weekend. Yeah, that's the benefit of having a decent points differential is that you get the two points for the buy, but you don't get more, um, more um, points differential. So you could slide even though you get the points. But yeah, even unless Melbourne, um, if Melbourne and the Raiders put on giant or no Raiders are screwed, they're negative fifty six. They would have to put on a massive score to even come near our points differential, but. We should still be in the top four. Um, yeah, it's the worst that could happen is we drop to fourth, mm. um, which isn't bad. Um, but yeah, very happy uh, table. Um, I did not expect this time of year, um, yeah. to, say, to say the least. Um, so we'll move on to the tips, Paul. Um, so Ooh, uh, look at that. No, no staff for Richie because he's still got a couple wrong. But, um, <laughs> A fall from grace from Mr. Perfect, uh, Brad. 
this week. But Simon got 50%, four out of eight. So he's still leading at 98 out of 156. Sorry, oh, what? Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Never called you Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Me last week when I got seven out of seven. Mr. Gold uh, Star. The Mr. Gold Star. Um, but you, start, you don't come in and rain on my parade, Paul. Um, I got four out of eight as well. Um, one behind on 97 out of 156. And then Richie deciding to pick all the silly options, got five out of eight, and has narrowed the narrowed the gap between me and him at 92 out of 156. Um, so well done. It shows that, you know, an idiot can do okay sometimes. Um, uh, I, might th- I might throw some more darts at the dartboard this week. Let's, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so obviously encouraging everyone's delusions. Um <laughs> And Jacko says, I want to pay rise. I always want to pay rise. So before we go into questions, I'll just do a quick rundown of the NRLW. Um, a bit like Super League, we'll just kind of say the scores as opposed to going into the matches, um, just due to Paul, you know, wanting us to cut down time instead of extending to a five-hour show. But um, the Titans defeated the Cowboys 16-6. The Knights defeated the Dragons 32-16. The Roosters defeated the Broncos 36-18. The Tigers defeated the Eels 36-8, to and the Sharks defeated the Raiders 28-14. So the Tigers are number one in the women and dead last of the men. So, um, did, you catch, like, did you catch Money like, Boyle? Did you watch it? I did catch it, and um, I saw I was really impressed with a lot of the celebrations from um, the Tigers. They, yeah. they really put a lot of work into their tri-July celebrations. But thought it was a great first week. Um yeah, kind of a. I, I still think the Roosters are, are going to be the team to beat, um, just because the talent they have. Um, the Knights are defending champs, and I think they've still got a lot of good talent too. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Roosters Knights final. Yeah, the um, one, the one game I caught in full on the on the weekend was the Knights Dragons game. Uh, yeah, I thought the Knights were impressive. I um, I was interested in that game because they had NZ Seven star. Uh, Taylor Nathan Wong playing for the Dragons. She scored a try, but she did well. Yeah, I thought the Knights looked really good, though. Yeah, and um, former Warriors NRLW member um, Maddie Bartlett um, is the leading try scorer in NRL history now um, after getting getting a try for the Raiders. Um, And, yeah, Jacko said hard to get really interested in the women's game without the Warriors in it. and yeah, Mark said Richie's trying to be like the the wise in previous years, keeping in mathematical chance of the top echelon with the tipping. Always, yeah. always got to keep that calculator out. Yeah, and, um, John's also said the NRLW try celebrations were better than the men's. Yeah, they they were. Um, there was like limbo and all sorts. Uh, very interesting. Um, but yeah, so hopefully we get some more good games um, in the oncoming weeks from the women's game. But we'll go into questions. Any questions from the, the group, Paul? Yeah, a couple. Of um, since you asked for a pay rise, you can hand over the sponsorship from N- uh, NXP, whoever they are. So uh, Nicholas wants to know who NXP is. Since it's, it's, all my, it's where I work. Um, there you go, folks. Now you can track him down. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and complain to his uh, complain to his boss and say, "Hoy, is this the kind of is this the kind of uh, representation you want on the internet of your employees?" Um, <laughs> They, I'm, I'm worse there than I am here, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't Charlie change. I didn't, didn't change. I'm sorry. 
I didn't jump. Jeez, jeez. Um, uh, Harley wants to know: uh, Did you think? Do you think API uh, is wasted talent at? Uh, uh, sorry, API is wasted talent at uh, the Tigers. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, everyone that's at the Tigers is a wasted talent at the Tigers. To be fair, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, he's a wasted talent there. But he could potentially, if if they fix all the office bullshit, he could get he could help them become something a little bit better than what they are. Um, I don't it's see him. It's a I don't huge. See them it's a massive if, but yeah. he's a talented player. But it's it's like a, in the old days, a lot of the good players that would come to the Warriors, and you'd be like, "Well, why are you ruining your career by going there?" That's kind of what's happening with with Uppy right now. Um, but they're they're willing to pay him a lot of money, so he's wasted there. But his bank his bank's going to be happy about it. Um, Bjorn. Uh... What's the voice choice of beverage and feed when watching the Warriors at home? We talked about this, talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you're a red lion, aren't you, Brad? Or lion no. no, I don't drink. I only drink that stuff if I have to at the game. That's what um, we're saying. Your, your, your choice of your choice of drink, beverage, and food at Warriors home games. Oh, if, Warriors home games. If I remember correctly, Brad likes the chicken and chips. Yep, chicken um, and chips. Mount Smart and, started doing squid and chips too, which I, oh, I'm a bit oh. of a fan of. So, um, um, yeah, and whatever whatever bears available. When I was and, when I was going with you, it was Carlsberg, I think it was probably changed now. Yeah, I I can't remember what was it, Paul. You you bought it for me this time. Yeah, it was lime red. I it was I, lime I, I panhandle. Um, so um, um, no, I think I had mid L because I was driving. Um, but yeah, Panhandle is there, which I would have gone for otherwise. Um, Whatever beer is cheapest is what I generally go for. Uh, do you think Tim Sheen's uh, to go back to retirement? Yes, I think Tim Sheen's is already retired now. <laughs> um, and Jacko, talking about the uh, question here about some of the uh, the run into the final. So the the uh, remaining games for the Warriors are um, the Titans, Tigers, Eagles, Dragons. Uh, Dolphins. So all teams in the uh, bottom half of the uh, table, with the Sea Eagles in eleventh as being their supposed uh, highest opposition. Is that a good thing or a bad thing heading into the finals, having that uh, that run in the final five games of all lower tier or lower table teams? I think it. I think it's good for where it could have us finish um, in terms of tough. Tough uh, competition heading into finals. Probably not, but if we finish in a in a spot where we end up playing finals games at home, um, you know we're going to get a massive vocal crowd, and hopefully that that spurs us on and, and we jag yeah. a win, and we're, we're a game away from the grand final. Yeah, normally I'd say it's bad having a soft run it's never soft as mark said um eagles and dolphins are our banana skin games the eagles game is the one game i'm truly worried about in the run home but with webster i think webster it doesn't matter how easy or how hard the draw is he's going to have them where he needs them for finals so i think doesn't matter about the draw we can't help it we it's not our fault the nrl screwed us at the start of the year with the draw and assumed we wouldn't make finals. So they gave us an easy run with a lot of home games. So we didn't have to go to Australia because why? 
um, it's it's kind of worked in our favour. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. We can't help it. Um, but Webster, I've got all my faith in Webster, so I'm sure he will make sure that they're not going in overconfident. Mm. Well, and that was me thinking about coming up to that, um, maybe, maybe coming up to that Warrior, that uh, Sea Eagles game with to watch it with you if I was allowed after the uh, last time I was there for a loss. But um, it clearly, you're not, you're not I'm not allowed to that one. You're banned. <laughs> oh, no. You're one game life. Yep. Deary me. Deary me. It could have been the other way. If we had won it with that game, you would have to come to every game. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, Bjorn, actually, sorry, he was he was, he was wrong. He's, he's, what, what do you drink at home or eat at home when watching watching the? Oh. Uh... Um, if I'm drinking beer, it's usually like an export or something. Um, but would, would you be drinking beer, or, or or are you taking so many notes because you're you're writing and stuff that uh, that you're, you're being professional and working? A lot of a lot of time at home, it's just a coffee because I am taking notes and food. It depends on the time of day. If it's like a Friday night, I might get takeaways. It's a sad day, Sunday. I'll, I'll probably cook something in the slow cooker, um, and Look have it ready. <laughs> uh, yeah. Richie, the family man, um, with the kids around. Are you a are you, are you a beers a beers watching, or or do you are you having to uh, again coffees? I do enjoy a beer, but again, it depends on on what day our game falls on. If it's a Sunday afternoon game, I, I just you know quite like having a Sunday family dinner. Um, after the game, but yeah, if it's a Friday night, definitely have a, have a couple of beers to go with the game, or or a whiskey, a, a single malt, a single malt. Oh, there we go, the hard stuff. Um, coffee is Brad slang for alcohol. No, that's not unfortunately. Um, no, I have a, I have a, a bigger coffee problem than I have alcohol problem. Um, so yeah, I drink far too much coffee. <laughs> Poor as a union guy drinking wine. Out of a flash glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like Spates out of the uh, um, the the beer glasses that uh, New World were doing, giving away for free uh, when you collected your stamps. So uh, that's that's the glass. Uh, that's the questions from the live chat, guys. Oh, good. So um, we'll go with your question first because it's an absolute doozy that I haven't got an answer for Is yet, it? but I'll try. Okay. Yeah. All right. Off the cuff answer. I like it. Yeah. Um, so after another clutch moment on the weekend, Sean Johnson's looking a very real chance at becoming the second player, Warriors player, to win a Dallium. If he does go on to clinch the award, uh, where does that, where does SJ fit in your all-time Warriors player list? Um, it's hard because my Warriors player list is probably a lot different to everyone else's due to my decisions like the number one warrior for me always is Paliasina, who probably is not even on anyway. He's not a prop, okay? So he's going to be outside the top 20. Yeah. yeah he's nowhere, he's nowhere near the top 20. Well, yeah, yeah, you say that though, like Paliasina is my number one, not the greatest player by any stretch of the imagination, but he was, he just has always been my favorite player. Um, and my list for my personal list is kind of skewed that way. We heard it's all players that probably aren't okay. the top all 10. Right. Well, well, in terms of all time, taking my personal bias out of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still, I would have Simon Mannering as number one, mm. Stacy number two. I would put Steve Price three, and then Sean four. 
just um and yeah i he's definitely top five um mm. but i'm still you still got all the the ups and downs that we had with sean if yep. it was the sean we've had this year consistently he'd be number one but he's not but simon was week in week out the same guy every week um and steve price i think brought so much to the warriors on the field and off it when he came yeah. here um yeah and stacy stacy's you know stacy 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 um so yeah i'd completely have him in four so the uh so the the, the actual so the, the the only warriors that ever win the daily m so far isn't in your top five he's number five roger number five. Oh, rts was number five okay Roger left. He left us to go to Union, so he got some <laughs> points deducted. Yeah. Um, you know, he he can go up that rank when he returns next year. Um, mm. But where's he on your list before I give? Um, I like your list actually. I like I like your list. Um, of course, you do, I have this. I have this. That is a good list. I have the same top two. Uh, I can I could go either way. They they can interchange. Um. So Mannering Stacy. I'm a massive price fan as well, but I think I put I think I put SJ three. If he if he wins a Delium and takes us to another grand final, I've I think that bumps him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um then I'm then I'm looking at yeah, RTS's pricey pricey, those kind of guys. Yeah, lucky campion, those guys. Yeah. Um my question for you, it kind of goes on from the game in the weekend just gone, but with the Warriors' performance against the Raiders, are you more or less confident in how they'll go in finals? Um, it depends how we react to certain moments of that game. Um, we fell into a bit of a hole towards the end, but yeah. I felt we you know, remained composed enough to to steal ourselves and, and come back and win it at the at the death and golden point which bodes well for the finals because you know if we find ourselves in a tight game we know we've got a player and and sean that uh he's got a good field goal in him we've seen that many times so um yeah i i wouldn't say i'm any more or less confident i i think i've been the same level of confident the past few weeks I, th I think we're on a really good run you take the south's game out of out of the picture which which I, I look, for us yep i look at that game as a bit of an anomaly you know wet weather and we, we just went on but yeah. um that that i don't think that that's any indication of what, how we've been playing this year so I, i'm still confident i think if we play well enough to get a home finals match um I think we can give it a good shake. Yeah, I came out of it more confident, which I found weird. Um, like we were talking with um, Ruin Amron there as the game ended, and it was conflicting emotions. Um, happy, but why did it go to Golden Point? And I came out completely happy. I wasn't upset at all, um, which made it very hard to do the review when you're trying to be critical of how they let a 10 point lead slip. But they needed it. We just, Jacko talked about it, about the next yeah. couple of rounds. The next couple of rounds, uh, you can never say easy, but they're they're easier than um, a lot of people um, have compared to, you know, other teams, all bottom eight sides we're facing. So I think they needed a bit of um, resistance. If they had gone on and won by 20, 
10, 20 points and then had games where they potentially could get, you know, 30, 40 points every week if they play like they have been against the bottom eight sides. They don't have any true tests, but getting forced to Golden Point and then the way they played in Golden Point where they defended mm. a set really well, had one set where they were perfect marching up the field, getting the win. It gave them a bit of resistance and showed that when we're under the pump, we can still do it. So in a situation mm. in finals where that does happen, they've got that in the back of their mind going, no, we can do this rather than, mm. you know, it's been easy for us now that we've got a bit of resistance, we fall apart. So I'm confident that it's the lesson they needed. I'm a lot happier for them to learn that lesson while still winning as opposed yeah. to losing and learning that lesson. So, yeah, and I'm confident. I, I just hope we learn little lessons out of that. That's all I hope. You know that the that last three minute period it just seemed like we clocked off when Rapana put that little grubber through, and on the last try when Fogarty threw the wide ball and Dallin just turned in off his winger, uh, off Chris, sorry, I think, and let Chris get down the out down the flank. Um, I don't know yeah. why Dallin turned turned in on the on the center. He didn't need to. So. Hopefully, I'm hoping Webby pulls that apart, you know, in, a, in the way that he does, not and and sh- shows them the video and they take lessons out of it. Speaking of video, did speaking of video, did you catch the podcast with Roger Tuivas checking it, talking yes. about the the old coaching regime and how they didn't how unprofessional vid- we were. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting yeah. chat, eh? It was, yeah, it was, um, it was very eye opening and very happy that it's not like that anymore. But it mm. it's sounded very um, amateur. It, it was like a local club where you turn yeah. up to train, train and go home. home. So yeah, very concerning that um, that was you know the Stephen Cooney and like era and yeah, I don't know. He should have known better from where he'd been coaching, but I don't know. It's definitely not that way now. So that's mm. good. Um, and before we move on to round twenty two, there is a comment from Mark about um, me saying that uh, he's saying that. Um, SJ's behind Kane Evans for me. A few years ago, I challenged Kane Evans to a boxing fight on this show and he hasn't <laughs> responded. So I don't know what's going on. Um, a bit of money f- towards the show would have been good, but he's a bit of a coward. He only likes, you know, fighting people he knows he can't beat or he, that he can beat. Sorry. So I don't know. And yeah, Jacko said, um, yeah, that interview with RTS was very eye opening. We were amateur hour for sure. So Paul probably doesn't know. There was a podcast with RTS, and he talked about when he first came to the Warriors. He was hey, used to hey, hey, no, no more promoting other people's podcasts again. Jeez, it's what I do. Um, I, <laughs> it's at least it's a podcast I haven't been on at least Paul. <laughs> yet. Yet. Um, but yeah, he said like he came from the Roosters where they, you know, they did video work and prep as well as training, um, which is the norm for all professional sport. And then he came to the Warriors and you would have training and then go home. There was no prep. And he said like there was even times when he was trying to give advice to like his wingers about the guy you're facing does this. And the response from his winger was, who am I playing? Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's not like that anymore. Um, and yes, I've said the sponsor of this podcast is other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's not like that now. But then he also said when he so now went half from, end. we haven't even started the next round preview. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he did say, let me finish. Um, he did say when he went from the Warriors to Rugby Union, it was another step. You know, he said he'd go to the prep 
and he was there with his pen and pad and all the other players had iPads doing their notes and multiple laptops and stuff doing their prep. So he said, like, it's another level. Um, so maybe he helps bring some of that into the Warriors. I don't know. Um, it clearly didn't help the Blues, did it? So it doesn't really matter. But um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, that's enough. I'll get off my soapbox. We'll go into round 22 now. <laughs> So we've got our fixtures up. Um, we've got uh, Simon um, Fire Paul giving us his picks. But first game on Thursday, Broncos, Roosters. I've gone with Broncos. Uh, Roosters look good, but I think Broncos, you know, they've got Walshy back. They're, they're at another level compared to the, the poor old Roosters. Yep, Broncos. Put another <laughs> dagger in Roosters' final chances. Roosters look good. They've, lost, they've won they, one game in the last five rounds. And that game, they look good. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. One game. You're only as you're only as good as your last ball. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. The chicken's gonna get trampled into the ground under the horse's hooves. This is a Broncos no. all day. Broncos. If the yeah, Roosters won here, it would be very handy for us. But um next game. Well it wouldn't be um, wouldn't be for a multi, would it? We've already started off with one with <laughs> yeah. Next game, Tigers versus Rabbits. I've gone with Rabbits. Um, Latrell's back and they're playing the Tigers. Yeah, easy, easy choice, Rabbits. Yeah, absolutely. It's just Tigers for, for quite a lot. Toothless Tigers. Mm-hmm. Rubber dose all day. Killer Rabbits. Uh, la- last game on Friday, Storm Eels. I've gone with Storm. Um, I think they're going to bounce back from that, that loss um, with a vengeance. It's a good game. I'm going Eels. Could happen. Good happen. They like yeah, playing I mean, the storm. Both both teams two and two over the last sort of five rounds. So two wins, two losses, and a bye. Um, but yeah, look, the, yeah, storm definitely going to bounce back. Yeah. Uh, next game we've got Raiders Knights. Uh, I've gone with the Raiders. It was a flip of the coin one, and I've gone yeah. with home home team. Good um, game. Yeah, should a uh, very good game. I'm going Knights. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go, Green Machine. Raiders definitely. And then um, easiest game of the round to pick, Dragons versus Seagulls. I've gone with Seagulls because I don't pick Dragons. <laughs> I'm tempted to go Dragons. I'll go Manly. I'll go Manly. Behave, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's um, it's the Dragons, right? So, yeah, the, you get Dragons, Bulldogs, and Tigers you always go against. Simple as that. Yeah, next game up, Panthers, Sharks. Panthers. Um, Sharks don't beat top eight sides. Yeah, Panthers. Yeah, Panthers don't lose. Who cares who they're playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. They, they lose to the Tigers. Panthers, um, Panthers. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. So they ruin multis by doing that. But Panthers 4 0 from the last five that is, is their form record. So, yeah, they're in, they're in good form. Uh, next up, Bulldogs, Dolphins. Uh, going with the Dolphins. This one could go either way, but I think the Dolphins have more to offer than the Bulldogs. Agree, Dolphins. Yep, and Dolphins all day. I say this: those bottom three teams are um, are off the bottom for a reason. Yeah, and then the last game, Titans Cowboys. I've gone with Cowboys. You know they're on a roll. I don't see the Titans stopping it. Yeah, especially without Tino, uh, Cowboys. Yeah. Yep, again, Cowboys the other form team at the moment four four and zero so far, which means we've only got one different this week. Which means the multi seven game multi. <laughs> Did oh, we have wow. a seven-game multi? Yeah, we did. 
You only disagreed on the Storm Eels game. No, I disagreed on the night. I went Knights Raiders. Oh, I know, yeah. Knights. Sorry, yeah. There's six Knights. games, Paul. Um, yeah, Eels and Knights, we went different. Oh, it's too late now. I've already put it on. That's no, fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. As long as, as long as if Knights get the win, I get my credit. Wait, you still get your credit. It's, it's on record. It's on it's, camera. It's on my well, little book I'm, that I'm, I've I'm, got here. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm lucky, it'll get, it'll, uh, I mean, credit as in, as in, we we, we acknowledge that you uh, you made a different yeah. choice. Absolutely, yeah. If you yeah. pick the nice, you still get it because I've got it all on my little notebook. So, nice, nice. Um, I keep it all on track to make sure it's honest. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting multi. Um, I put my eight, uh, my eighteen multi in this morning, so um, we'll see what happens. Um, so before we go into Super League NRLW, there we go. We got the multi for two dollars. What is it? Sixteen fifty six. 1696. 96, sorry. We'll return. So yep. we'll get this one and then we're we're in we're in the green. So yep, and uh, the Panthers aren't the uh, lowest odds. The lowest odds are actually the uh, rabbits because they're playing the Tigers. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Um. So the NRLW round two um starts on Thursday as well. Uh, Broncos versus Titans on Thursday. Saturday we've got two games: the Raiders and Roosters, and the Dragons and Eels. And then on Sunday, we have the Knights, Cowboys, Tigers, Sharks. So um, there should be some good matches there. Um, as always, I'll be watching the Roosters because um, of Millie. But, and uh, Paul said, is this a record long show? No, I think we were like an hour 45 last week. Yeah. Um, Shut up and we don't talk. Just move, move. Get, get on with so, it. What do you reckon? How long can we drag the Super League out for, Richie? Um, um, let's do a deep dive on the NRLW. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so no, Super League, uh, the Challenge Cup final was set, and we were completely wrong with our picks last week, Richie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. with Lee and Hal KR getting the job done, and they will meet in the final on the 12th of August. So Lee defeated St. Helens 12 10, um, and Hal KR defeated Wigan 11 10. Um, yeah, really, really interesting final. Yeah, um, yeah, final I don't think many people picked, but um. Mm. Well deserved, Lee and Hal KR. Um, and yeah, Paul saying both of us getting our picks wrong. What a surprise! Yeah, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do. Um, so round 20 of the Super League starts up again. Um, this week we've got Uddersfield versus Hull FC, Hull KR versus Castleford, St. Helens versus Lee, Leeds, Wigan versus Lee, Catalans versus Salford, and Wakefield versus Warrington. Um, so some good matchups there. Um, I assume we might see St. Helens and Wigan try to get some revenge back this week. Um, yeah. Get back on the winning ways. But anything else you want to add before we let everyone go? No. Thanks for the chat, everybody. Very fun. Thank going... you, Paul. Thank you, for Paul, for doing your, doing what you do. And it's the last tough weekend we have with no Warriors games. So, yeah. Um, it's, so... yeah. Yeah. It's going to be going to be interesting. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. Uh, we're here for your weekly update on Rugby League next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Just tune into Facebook, YouTube, all those places, or your convenience on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again for joining me, Richie, and thank you, Paul, for all your input and help in the background. And good night, everyone. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.